Welcome to HeartSpeak Podcast, episode 223, Shifting Alliances. Welcome to the HeartSpeak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host, Dr. Christine Page. Well, hello there, wherever you are in the world, you are welcome. It's good to be back with you and Happy New Year. We've started with a bang <laughs> and I think we're going to see a lot of changes happening, especially these first few months of the year. And what's really been surprising me is the amount of alliances that are shifting at this time. People who you thought would just continue along one path those paths are starting to diverge, I think. And people are realizing, wow, I don't only have to be on this one path, I can go off on another path. And this really ties in with our full moon on the 6th and 7th of January, and the full moon is in Cancer. And looking at Cancer, Cancer is about family and home and nurturing ourselves and being responsible for our own needs in terms of taking care of ourselves. And the full moon is in Cancer, so the moon is in Cancer, but the sun is in Capricorn, and Capricorn is all about structure and institutions and organizations. So you could say that the tensions that we're feeling at this time are towards work and home, or taking care of myself and being responsible for others. And so there's this tension growing about what would it be for me to actually stay true to myself, cancer, or do I have to stay true to the organization or the authority or the people that I've given my, my life and work to? So I feel that there's a lot going on where it's not one or other, but how do we balance what is right for us as well as right for others, or can we stay within a, an organization, a religion, a political party, whatever it is, and still be true to ourselves? And this is the tension that I'm hearing in so many. And this is one of the ways I want to go today. I actually want to hold that energy, but First, I want to just dive a little bit into the numerology of this year, and we'll come back to this full moon. So the numerology for this year is 2023. <laughs> so the two is about harmony, finding harmony and co cooperation. The zero is, as I've always said, is about an opening of a space, a new view on life. The two, again, cooperation, and the three is about being an architect, being creative. And so that two and three, the 2023, are bringing us a sense of newness, creativity, and that's been going along with Jupiter being in Aries. What are the new things that you're discovering? And it's going along with what's going on with this full moon where we're seeing a relationship, which I'll describe it in a little bit, with Uranus. Uranus, what's that new idea? So you should feel quite excited by what's coming. And, and I sense that in myself and in other people where it's like we've been through the heaviness, we've been through the uncomfortable feelings, 
But now we're moving into a place of like, okay, I know what is the worst that could happen, perhaps. I know that I've been taken into the underworld. But knowing that underworld gives me also a freedom to explore new ideas. And I think that's what we've all been experiencing. It's not so much, oh, well, we're just going to go back to the old ways or even, oh, let's just do something new. It's like based on the foundation of where I've been in the last three years, I'm quite excited about where we could go now because we're not starting from that same place that we were in the past. Hope that makes sense. So this is starting from a new level that I built on over the last two or three years. Let's do something new. And I think that the eye-openingness that's happening, uh, again, with Saturn going into uh, Pisces soon, etc., is like, wow, what can I see from this point of view? And I want to congratulate all of us for having come through that. We're not starting where we were in 2020 or 2019. We are, we've climbed the mountain. We're at a higher level. And we're seeing things from a new place. And some are higher up a new mountain and some are still kind of working on the foothills, but everybody's moved. And we've released a lot of the old baggage. Again, going into our underworld, <laughs> Pluto and other things that I've talked about has taken us into the underworld. And we've been able to be more self-reflective, more aware of what's holding me back. Maybe when we were in the early years or 20 early years, 2017, 2018, 2019, we were like gung-ho, we were going forward. And then all of a sudden, like, <laughs> it was as if, no, you know, you can't go forward until you look at what's holding you back. And we've all been doing a lot of self-reflection. What are my expectations holding me back? What are my emotions that have been holding me back? What are my disappointments that have been holding me back? So if things seem to pull you, and especially around this full moon that I have been talking about, don't worry. It's only saying, hey, have you looked at this? Time a little bit more effort in looking in this, please. So 2023, I think, is a time of not just revelations, but movement. And I think that movement is in our consciousness, just not in our physicalness. How is your consciousness expanding? And and. And it's expanding because of all the wonderful work you've done to get yourself higher up on the mountain. And so be aware of, yeah, I'm not the person I was before, not because, as I say, you've changed your job or you've done, it's just because you're seeing everything from a different point of view. Now, what you can then do with 2023s and two, two and three equals seven, we could say we're in a seven year. So a seven year is to do with the mysticism. So again, this understanding of that we're in a more mystical place than we were previously, lucky us. And that is really an exciting place to say, well, okay, I think there's going to be, and I can tell you there will be, more interest in ourselves as not just spiritual beings, but galactic beings or star beings or what's out there in the world. Uh, as I mentioned last time, I can see people taking mind-altering drugs. To, Who am I? Let me travel. I think all of that is going to be expanding. And we're going to see more and more programs, which I'm already seeing on ETs and UFOs and mysteries. And all of that's happening. And that's really expanding our awareness. So this seven year is taking us into a place of expanded awareness 
and mysticism. So the next thing you can do is take your date of birth, your day and your month, and add them to seven, and then break them down to a single figure. All right, so it's just your day and your month, and you add the seven. So if I was born on, let's say, the 17th of, of April, so one and seven is eight, and then the four makes it 12, and then 12 and seven is 19, and one and nine is one. <laughs> okay, I'm giving you an example of breaking that down. So if I was born on the 17th of April, I would be in a one year. And if you have a zero, let's say you were on the, I don't know, the, the 10th of May, one and zero is one, just to let you know. You So the zero counts as nothing. And one and five is six. Six and seven is 13. One and three is four. There you go. I've taken you all through two numbers there. So that person would be in a four year. So make, look at your numbers. And the, the discussion always comes up with numerology is if your birthday is towards the end of the year, October, November, December, do you see yourself in that new year now or later? And I kind of play my odds both ways. I think that anybody who's got a birthday towards the end of the year should perhaps start to see themselves in that new year around October. So I hope that helps a little bit. For anybody who's got an, an earlier birthday, even back to September, I think you should see yourself in that new year now. Okay, I'm playing with different people's points of view about numerology. So let's just quickly go through what it would mean. So if by all those machinations that I've just described, you see yourself in a one year, a one year is a year of new beginnings, starting things. But I always say that a one year is also still about finishing old things since the nine year is also about finishing. So in a one year, you are starting new things, but you may be more aware of things that may be holding you back doing that starting. So I would just suggest to you that you, you have the plans, you start thinking about new ideas, but also be mindful of, hmm, I can't do this because I need to still let go of that. So one year's new ideas. Two years, what do you need to nurture your dreams? So this may be a time when you're going to focus on money. What money do I need? Do I need to change my house? Do I need to change my office? What, what will feed my dream? Do I need to eat differently? <laughs> but it's a two year is very much about a nurturing. It's like building the nursery for a new baby. What do I need to be able to allow this new dream to come to fruition? A three year is, is about planning. It, I often say it's like going to get uh, having a more social media presence or getting business cards made. You, you're using your mind in a three year to make those plans. You might engage other people who are, you know, you might have a website, you might find yourself doing a podcast, you might find yourself doing something that is really part of that outward reach for you and your dreams. A four year is a hard working year. Sorry about that. But it's really about bringing those dreams into fruition. So it might be putting something out into the world or starting a job or starting something, even building a new garden. But all those plans you have, now you've got to put your work energy into it. Get that spade out and start digging that garden. 
five years are years of change, not major change, but now you're looking back and you're saying, what do I need to refine? So you're, you're in a year that may be about travel and enjoying and movement because fives love moving and changing, but it may well be also just refining your thinking, just changing your thinking. So it's about change, movement, etc. Six years, years of partying. I love that. Socializing, bringing your ideas more into the, the general throng. And I, I like to see six years as sort of fertilizing your ideas. So it might be, oh, I'm going to have a dinner party and tell everybody what I'm doing. Or it may just be a, a year of having fun, <laughs> getting out into the world again. Seven years, as I mentioned, are years actually not to get out there. They're often years where you become more introspective, often a sabbatical year. Um, I'm just coming out of a seven year. So it's been a year where I've taken a lot of information in from my higher self. And so it can be a year where you're absorbing. I always think seven years aren't great years to trying to be pushing out your ideas into the world. I don't think they always work in a seven year. But eight years, eight, the two circles coming together is years of bringing heaven on earth and earth into heaven. So eight years, which I'm just moving into very much years of manifestation, you know, looking back over the last eight years and saying, okay, what was I planning to manifest? And here it is. Sometimes we say eight years are years of contracts or organizational situations. So organizing your home or organizing, but it's not about starting again. It's like, okay, here it is. This is, this is my heaven on earth. And nine years, years to end things. So nine years are usually a year of ending. It doesn't have to be a huge ending, but it is a culmination of the last nine years. Time for saying, okay, done that. What do I need to really shift? And you may see yourself shift from, you know, tremendously <laughs> where you live, your job, et cetera. But they're years of completion, nine years. And then you start again. So I hope that helps you to look at where you've been over the last year and where you're going. All right. That's a very quick run through numerology. But I love numerology because it is your date of birth or it is your name that you chose. And so if you have an interest, do delve into some of the books and the YouTube. There's lots of information out there. Very easy to understand about what the choices you, have, you made to be here on this earth at this time. What's your action number? What is your purpose? What's your inner self? So there's a lot of fun, I find, around numerology. So let's just come back to this Cancer full moon. And again, it's about can I be responsible for both my home life and my work life? Can I be responsible for myself and for others or how I see it? Cancer more about inward looking. And, I, and what kept coming to mind is I think that we're also looking as who is my family? Who, who makes up my family? I think that the adjustment that's going on is, is truly about we're often loyal to our family. You know, they are my family. I have to be loyal to them. And I feel that what's going on in the same way that I'm watching this on the political scene or I'm seeing it on the religious scene, people are saying, actually, I don't need to be loyal to you just because you're my family. I don't need to be loyal to you just because you are, you know, we, we grew up together. So I think a lot of family alliances or friend alliances or, you know, alliances made because of there's a duty or because that's how it's always been is what's splitting apart. 
and we have Mercury conjunct the sun also there in Capricorn and Mercury at the moment is retrograde. We also have Venus, which is just kind of moving off into Aquarius. And I think what this is really saying is Mercury on the sun is saying there will be a lot of debate, a lot of questioning, a lot of tensions. I think a lot of conflicts, both within ourselves and with others, as we try and sort out these new alliances. And Venus in Aquarius is saying, we don't have to say you're with me or you're with him. What about there's another point of view? And I think that a lot of what's coming up at the moment isn't about, as I say, either or. It's more like, let's think outside the box. Let's create new alliances. Let's create new communities. Let's not do it in the old way. Let's not just do it because we've always done it this way. And I'm excited by that. I'm seeing it across the board. I'm, I'm always laughing when I see someone say, actually, I don't want to do it your way anymore. And we're seeing people who have been dedicated to one way of thinking saying, you know, I don't think I got it right. And it isn't about right or wrong. It's about, actually, I think there's more ways we could look at this and we could do it together in a new way. Is this making sense for you? And I think it's personal for us all to say, I actually don't have to follow the rules that I've followed. So maybe we're also being kinder to ourselves and we're feeling the tension and saying, well, I've always done it this way. I, always, I should do it. I must do it. Maybe cancer is saying you don't have to do it that way. And something that's just come, you know, keeps coming to my mind is meeting people who, if I may say, have lost a second parent. I think there's a lot of family tensions, partly, as I say, it might have come up against uh, what was going on with COVID, the vaccine, other things where families have broken apart. But once we lose that second parent, and some of you may have done that and been through this, I'm always amazed how the siblings then get a chance to decide who they want to be and do they actually like these people who they call siblings. I see a lot of tensions coming out when what I call the second parent dies, because now you're no longer held together by your parents or by that loyalty to your parents or loyalty to the family. And I think maybe you've been through this yourself. You suddenly realize, wow, do I want to be around this person? And, or even why is it we don't get on anymore? And the reason is you never probably did get on but you were held together by this loyalty to the family name or to the parent. I wanted just to share that. And I think anybody who doesn't go through this is not always being honest. It doesn't mean that you don't all say, hey, we all love each other and we want to be friends. But when we are now just siblings or family when, and nobody holding us in a place, we make more honest relationships or more trusting relationships. And, and we start to see ourselves rather than bound by, by loyalty and responsibility and duty to actually, is this, do you help me feel at home with myself? So I think that brings me full circle that says, first of all, I have to be at home with myself. What is true to me? What, what resonates and makes me feel part of this so-called family. And again, I'm, let's move outside the family. What makes me feel part of this community? Do I feel comfortable and resonant with these people? 
or do I have to put on an act? And I think once we start to realize what makes us feel good about ourselves, comfortable within ourselves, we're more able to step into different types of communities and say, I can you know, adjust myself to certain degrees, but I'm not going to do something out of duty or responsibility or loyalty to something. Nor am I going to be driven, because cancer can also do this, driven by someone else's emotions. I'm not going to be emotionally played anymore. I'm not going to be responsible for your emotions. That would be another way of saying it. I'm not responsible for how you feel or for your story or for what's happened to you. I want an honest, clean relationship. And that's what I think is happening. And so the, the final piece I want to put here is this full moon in Cancer. We also have Uranus is, is trining the sun with the North Node up there as well. So Uranus, as I said, is about new ideas. North Node is about new direction. So I feel very positive that even though there may be tensions and uncomfortable words being spoken and things not feeling right, don't get caught up in this. Chaos is good. Disagreement is good as long as someone's not trying to put you in a box. Healthy disagreement and skeptics, I love because it's like, good, let's think outside the box. Let's find new ways of doing this. And I think this is in Uranus in Taurus may bring you to new places where you say, okay, let's think outside the box of how we take care of our bodies or how we take care of our earth or how we think take care of money. In other words, we don't have to do it either or. And I'm excited by the new things that are coming up. So I think I'm going to leave it to that level. I hope you enjoyed a little bit of numerology. I hope that you will stay centered and calm in, in the midst of crisis or chaos or conflict, because we need to have that disagreement to realize that everybody can come together in a new way. And that's the future that we're looking forward to. So until next time, many blessings. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the HeartSpeak Podcast with Dr. Christine Page. Please check out all HeartSpeak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.christinepage.com. HeartSpeak is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and now playing on Amazon Music and iHeartRadio. You can also watch the archive podcast on Christine's channel on YouTube and now on Rumble. Connect with Christine on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, including her newest Facebook group, The Great Mother Calling. Do share with family, friends, colleagues. Join us next time for another edition of HeartSpeak.